going to start off today with a little admin insight. Did you realize that the most issues that happen behaviorally in a school happen during unstructured and unsupervised times? And a lot of that time is passing time. So we just started a new tardy policy at our school. And one of the things that has to happen in order for our tardy policy to be successful is that our teachers need to be in the hall. And it's great because the teachers get to see students out in the hall and see who they're hanging out with, how they're interacting with others, outside of their class, but then it's also great for the students because then they are getting greeted by their teachers as they come in the door and building these relationships. Well, one of the complaints that we got when we first started implementing this was that a teacher was concerned that she uses that four or five minute passing time to prep and prepare herself for the next class period because it was a different subject, which is totally valid. When you're a CTE teacher, you could be teaching multiple preps and every minute is crucial in switching gears or setting up for the next class. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. So today I wanna talk about having the best of both worlds. So having that piece to build relationships at your beginning of your class, but then also allowing yourself to prepare and get ready for that next class. And it is by having a really good system or routine in place that your students can be working on during that first five minutes. Some schools call it bell work or starters or something else to kind of get them geared up for the class. And it is a great way to get them in line, but also you as well. This specific routine and system is something you can most definitely work on at any point in the school year. And you can also work on it in the summer as a way to reflect and see, are things working? Did they work in the past? And what things might need to be changed? So now that we've kind of gone over a little bit of the whys, here are some tips on some things that you can do to think about your routine and what you want to have for this coming school year or changing up the school year you are currently in. My very first tip is going to probably be the one that I learned the most during this COVID year. And you want this procedure, this routine to be subproof, meaning anyone can implement this routine. In the past, I had relied heavily on having a PowerPoint that would show a question or a review or something up on the screen. Well, you might be able to do that with a sub, but more likely than not, you're, you can't. So maybe rethink that idea of having some digital technology that needs to happen in order for this routine to happen. Also, that relies a whole ton on you as a teacher getting that set up, making sure that it's the right one for the right class period, for the right content area, 
And there's probably better ways that you can review and have students review that can actually be automated. Now, as a simple reminder here, I want to let you know to not actually plan out what those questions or review prompts might be at this point in time. Leave that for actually like when you're planning your lessons in the moment, closer to the actual implementation of the lessons and the review. Instead, you're just going to be focusing on the actual process and the system itself. My next tip is to think of your class from a student's perspective. What do they do when they come in? What questions do they have when they first arrive? What are they supposed to have? What do they need for that day? Do they need to go back to their locker? Do they have everything that's contained? Is there a certain location in the room that's dedicated for them? Think through those things and think about possibly some visual cues that you might be able to instill or install in your classroom somewhere. So for example, elementary schools do a really great job of this because a lot of their kids can't read and if they can read, they're reading really simple words. So they use a lot of colors. So if they are having an inside day versus an outside day, a lot of times they will have a sign that's either red or green and it does say inside or outside, but that color in addition to it alerts the students whether or not they are going to be having recess inside or outside. Perhaps you have a checklist on your whiteboard and it is in vinyl and there's various things that they might need. And then at the beginning of class, you go through and you put a check in everything they need. Do they need their Chromebook? Do they need their notebook? Do they need a textbook? Do they need pencils? What do they need? And you can check off what they need for that day so they don't all rush over to the Chromebook cart, get a Chromebook when they're not going to need it at all. Speaking of visual cues, my next tip is to have something, a countdown timer where the students can actually visually see how much time they have left. Now, one option is to do a projector, but once again, that does require some prep on your part. But if you wanna do that, that's totally up to you. Another option would be to buy one of those timers that the circle is red when it's at 60 minutes, but as the time ticks away, the red circle disappears and then there's some sort of beeping. That visual cue and visual timer really helps for students because they're not actually having to read the clock, but they can see that their time is running out and they can estimate that they have so much time left. You can even assign a student each day to go up there and set it to five, 10 minutes, whatever you are wanting to have for that beginning of the class period. Like adults, students also like to know what is going to be happening for that day. So the next tip is to have a dedicated space where you can let students know what they will be learning or doing that day. And it's actually easier to prepare that at the beginning of the day and have all of it written out for all of your classes than try to switch between each classes. So figure out a dedicated space. And this might be on a whiteboard, a section of your whiteboard, or maybe it's on a bulletin board, or maybe you even have some sort of rolling easel or easel itself, post-it notes, whatever, that you have up there so that students can know what they're going to be learning. But remember, we're trying to simplify it for you. So you don't want to have to change all of this between each class period because once again, we want you to be in the hall greeting your students as they enter. So what can you do to let students know what they should be doing that day or what they will be learning that day and 
perhaps you even want to put some things that will let them know that they have actually achieved those learning targets. My last and final tip is going to be to change it if it's not working. If you start whatever routine or system that you plan, and it doesn't matter if it's the first five minutes or if it's how they are to sharpen their pencils, if something is not working, if it is not saving you time, if it's not saving your students time and energy, then you need to change it. So feel free to change it. Doesn't matter if you wrote something in your disclosure document or your syllabus at the beginning of the year, make sure that you give yourself the freedom to change things so that they can work for you and your students. So as a review, when you are planning your starting of your class, make sure that it is subproof anyone can implement this routine with or without you being there. Next, use visual cues to let students know what they do need, what they don't need, and also how much time they have left. Next, have a dedicated space where students can know what they should be learning and hopefully will be learning during that class period. And finally, change your routines if they are not working. Since our focus this week was how to start your class, next week we are actually going to be talking about the cleanup procedures for the end of your class. Do you have something that you do that you absolutely love that works out fabulously for the beginning of your class? Send it to me in a DM on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most, at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. And let me know what you are doing so that I can share it out with others. Also, share this podcast episode with your other teacher friends and be sure to subscribe. If we haven't yet connected on Instagram, be sure to find me there. And if you're listening to this in real time, I really hope that you are enjoying your summer. Until next week.